Hey, this is H1, and we're about to be running it back with another episode, learning about chess knowledge, chess wisdom, chess understanding on the date. Today, here we go, and we're going to be talking about, the majority of the time, how to attack the uncastled king. So stay here, stay with me, because here's the thing, here's the thing that I need to tell you secretly, that my Instagram is H1Chess. My Facebook is Chess Knowledge with H1. And most importantly, my YouTube is Chess Knowledge with H1. I do have a goal to reach a thousand subscribers, and I hope that you'll be with me on that journey. But in the meantime, let's talk about some chess knowledge, chess wisdom, chess understanding with the next segment. Let's get it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, let's get started on this journey of talking about attacking the king. So in my last episode on attacking, I talked about preparing all of your pieces for the attack. Because I mentioned the principle, it's best to have about four to five pieces to have a successful attack. But now I got a second principle, a second principle that will help you on attacking the king. The second principle is, and H1 will tell you, is that don't attack if your position is crap. It's best to attack when your position is better than your opponent's. I will repeat that. Do not attack if your position is less than desirable. (laughs) It's best to attack when your position is better than your opponent's. So before you even attack, there are some things that you have to figure out. First of all, you have to figure out where is the king positioned? Do I have the right position to attack my opponent's king? And by that saying, I mean that the pieces should be aiming at the opponent's king. Okay. so when you look at the position, look at your pawns, see if they're aiming at the king. Look at if the position is closed, look at. Because if the position isn't closed at the center, then you have no, like, saying on attacking the the opponent's king if they're castled. But if their king is in a center, then blast open that center. Blast open that center, man. Okay, another thing is, are you castled on opposite sides? And we're going to talk more about that later on. Okay, another question you should be asking yourself, what risks are you taking? What risks are you taking? And I kind of mentioned it before, but there's another principle. It's best to start a flank attack when the center is closed. So if the four pawns, the E pawn and the D pawn, if both of y'all still have those pawns in the center and they're locked up against each other. So just imagine if you have a chessboard and you have a pawn on E5 and D4 and then your opponent has a pawn on E6. Um, on e6 and then d5 I I think that's okay I'm just going to say it again because I confused myself okay if white has a pawn on e5 
and d4 and then black has a pawn on e6 and uh, d5 i think it's d5 okay i know it's d5 yeah if those pawns are locked up with each other and the center cannot be opened easily then you can attack on the flank you can even attack on the side where you're castled if the position is closed in the center and I feel like that that principle is really important to know about, especially if you're trying to get better at chess. I didn't know about it when I was younger and nobody taught me these things. But now, since I'm older, wiser, with knowledge just seeming inside of me, I just had to tell you these secrets because nobody else is going to tell you this for free. Okay, so I'm doing you a favor. Just listen up. Okay, another principle. Try not to push pawns in front of your king. And I know what I just said. I know what I just said. If the center is closed, then you can push pawns in front of your king. You have that option. But principles kind of like be kind of hypocritical to each other. So let me explain. You can take the risk to push pawns in front of your king if the center is closed temporarily. But sometimes the risk is too great if your opponent has a lot of options like sacrifices to open up the position or pawn breaks. So make sure that you do not like don't mess it up. Don't mess it up for yourself and actually calculate and make sure that you're doing um, the right moves. Okay, so let's get to the next segment. This is the waiting room segment. Chess quotes by H1. And the quote of today is, If you see an opportunity, why not take it? Why not take it? Why not take it? Thank you for listening. Okay, let's talk about attacking the uncastled king. And it doesn't have to be complicated. It's actually pretty easy after you get the steps. And I'm going to tell you the steps on how to attack the uncastled king successfully. Now, when you picture that king, and it's uncastled, and it's in the center, you have to think about what is your king doing? What is your king doing that makes your king better than your opponent's king? Because when you attack the king that's in the center, you have to make sure that your king is not being attacked too and that your king is safe to the side. So take care of that before we talk about attacking the uncastled king. It can happen. It can happen though. You can attack their king with right calculation. But it just makes it harder, especially if you're playing blitz and things of that nature. It's just good to have that principle in there. Make sure your king is safe. Make sure your position is superior than your opponent's before you start attacking. Okay, so everything's going correct. You're getting the chance to catch your opponent slipping and they haven't castled. But it's castling everything. What do you mean? Well, there are still some qualifications to get in the successful attack we all want. 
So the number one question you should be asking yourself in this situation is this. Is the position closed or open? Because if the center is closed, then chances of attacking are very slim. It's probably not going to happen. But if it's, uh, if it's open, then get prepared to take advantage of your opponent's uncastled king. Because you will never get that advantage ever again if you just start wasting moves. So you have to take that initiative. Take that opportunity. Remember when I was talking about taking opportunities um, in, a, in a past episode? If you don't take that opportunity then you probably will lose that winning chance and you most likely will not get it again if you just keep on being a coward. But with chess, we don't cower, okay? There's a quote by Bobby Fischer, your goal is to destroy your opponent's mind. (laughs) And if they want to make a mistake like that, then you go charge through, march through with your ants, okay? You know that movie Ants? Yeah, you march through and devour that king. But before I go over the steps, I want to reiterate that before you attack your opponent's king, it's best to make sure your king is safe. And okay, let's go over some steps. Step one, make sure your opponent can't attack you. Look out for your opponent's threats first. Remember when I was talking about the thought process, what you should be doing? Well, first of all, look for your opponent's threats. It would be a dang shame if you started like to open up the center and then your opponent has like checkmate a one on the h2 pawn or something the queen and bishop combo or like um one check just disrupts the whole attack and they have like a big counter or if they have a fork that was right behind the pawn that you pushed and things of that nature you don't want to fall for any trust by your opponent because they're going to be on guard if they're if they are Uh, If they're a good opponent, they're going to be on guard 100% of the time. So if you let one of their mistakes slip, then that's bad on you. Not on them. Well, they did do the mistake. But if you don't capitalize on the mistake, then that's bad on you. It goes straight back to you, sir. (laughs) Okay, second step. Keep your opponent from castling. This could be attacking the squares between your opponent's king to rook. Or this could be making every move a check, capture, or threat. So making forcing moves continually, causing your opponent trouble if they're uncastled. You have to prevent your opponent from castling no matter what if they're uncastled. Do not allow them to move their king to a safe square because once their king is in a safe square, then your advantage is gone. Dunzo. Um, Donata. I mean, I tried to use a Spanish word, but it didn't work out. Okay. (laughs) Step three, make sure your pieces are developed. You can't attack without soldiers. Remember, it's best to attack with four to five pieces. That principle is going to come up repeatedly. It's best to attack with four to five pieces. You cannot attack if you just have your queen out. How are you supposed to attack successfully if you just have your queen and knight out two pieces can't do a job that's meant for an army unless you're facing a weaker player and you might be thinking well i demolished my opponent's whole area with just a queen well i'm not talking about those opponents i'm talking about those stronger grandmaster chess master opponents that you will see above 1600 they're not gonna mess around with you when you're trying to attack with just one piece real chess players don't attack with one one piece they attack with the whole 
army. I promise you it's best to attack with the whole army so that you can confirm that you're going to succeed in your attack. Fourth step, blast open the position. Make lines to the enemy king, ranks, files, diagonals. I want to see all of them lit up, all on fire, electricity, down the file. I want to see everything. When the uncastled king can't castle anymore because you prevented it, then you need to blast open the position so that you can make sure that the lines, the ranks, the files, the diagonals are good to go when you're trying to figure out checkmating patterns. And if your opponent is worried about their king and their discoordinated pieces, because that's going to happen when their king is being attacked, it's going to be all over for them. And then once you're in this position, once the 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 center is blasted open and the position is open, it's not closed and you have all your pieces developed and ready to attack the fifth step, final step, look for forcing moves, look for forcing moves that could cause a threat. Every move, look for checks, captures and interfere with your opponent's plan. Every single move, every single move will have a purpose at this moment and it should end with checkmate. And if it doesn't end with checkmate, it's okay. It's fine. As long as it ends with you having a winning position, which could be you being up in material or being up a, a, a temporary advantage or a permanent advantage, anything like that, or just being up one single pawn. And I had positions like that where I just got one pawn out of an attack and I won with that one pawn because I promoted it up. Once you get that winning position, which is the main goal out of attacking, then you're good. You're Gucci. You're fine. You're perfect. You're doing your thing. And one more principle, one more principle I'm, uh, it, that is good to like, like keep in mind. If you sacrifice material for an initiative, make sure you're gaining something in return. Don't do a sacrifice that you're not gaining nothing. And that just goes to my point of every move should have a purpose. And I know it's like self-explanatory. Of course, every move should have a purpose. You should be always constantly thinking about your move. But some people forget that during a chess game. And sometimes you think you're doing like a move that has a purpose, but you're really not. So make sure that when you're attacking an uncastled king, you have that initiative. okay? and you're gaining like a big thing in return. So let me go over these steps one more time so that you can get it and then that you can remember. Okay, make sure your opponent can't attack you. Keep your opponent from castling. Make sure your pieces are developed. Blast open the position. Fourth step. Fifth step. Look for forcing moves to finish off that king. And if you follow these steps, you will have successful attacks on the uncastled king. So that was pretty much it. Yep. Um, there wasn't that much information about this. I think out of all the steps that I told you how to attack the uncastled king, um, the, like all these steps will help you out with that, especially when you're like thinking about it. I wanted to make this episode as precise as possible and give you information 
on the go as fast as possible. And hopefully this helped you out. I know it wasn't as long as the other episodes, but I just wanted something that was short and sweet. And, you know, I just wanted you to grasp the idea more than me prolonging everything, which this subject didn't need to be prolonged as much because it's, it's not that serious. Um, I could go more about it, which I will go on to how to attack if you're on the opposite sides of the board and how to attack when you're on the same side of the board and uh, against a castled king and then talk about the Greek gift and things of that nature. I will go over that in the future. But for now, I think I think this is swell. I think um, y'all would appreciate this episode a lot. Just getting to the point so that you can implement it in your next game. So um, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I appreciate every single one of you. And yes, we did run it back. We we ran it back really hard, bro. And um, you know what? We went. I guess we went straight down to business this whole episode. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> H1H1. Um, I will see you next time. See you next week.